0: Welcome to Grace in Public, preaching and teaching in the heartland and all around the world. Thank you for joining us. It's good to have you listening
1: to the series we're doing on nature versus nurture. I think the things that you hear in these broadcasts really are quite unique. Please listen to this clip, which was recorded in 1994 by Dr. Stevens.
2: Well, let me show you how this works as this revival. Uh, every time I get up here in the introduction, I'm going to say something that's been thought off much to perpetuate some of the deepest solutions you've ever experienced in your life. Let I'll me illustrate it. I could hear the word of God for hours, folks, and never have it be conceived. I could even tell this morning the areas where faith feels were going. You'll hear all kinds of healings within a week from now. But there are errors. There wasn't rejection. There wasn't reaction. But there wasn't faith. You see, when you hear the Word of God, the Word of God may stimulate us, but it must do more than stimulate us. The Word of God must have a conception. See, I could hear 15 Messages on loving my wife, and just take her for granted. Take her for granted. Until Ephesians 5.25 has a conception. I mean, you don't have children, and you don't have the development of a baby in your womb unless you've had conception. There has to be conception. Conception. Now, after there is conception, there has to be development. Uh, In other words, if I take a promise this morning, all day long, I nurture that promise by my faith. I mean, I I let that promise give me amazing imaginations. I let that promise give give me hope. I mean, that promise is in there, it has conceived, and I just believe it's going to happen, and as it conceives, as a development. Well, sooner or later, that promise is going to have a birth. When that old promise has a birth, watch out. All of hell will tremble. Why? Because the gates of hell cannot prevail against God. Can't do it. Jesus said it. Here's what Satan tries to do with you early in the services. Now, don't look at somebody's side of you. Just sit up erect. Be a real Christian. Be real about your Christian life. Satan tries to abort the promises way before there's any conception. I I had a precious woman of God that I love very much met me tonight, and she said, I wasn't here this morning, and she said it was wrong, and I wasn't here, and it wasn't right. And she said, and she and I have a prayer pack about something in her life, and it's going to work. You know why? It's had a conception. I could tell by her eyes that the promise of God had a conception. She conceived truth. Oh, it's fun to conceive truth. It's fun to conceive mandates. I mean, a husband to start. Some of you husbands ought to go home tonight. And I'm ta- I, don't, I don't care about the woman. It's, it's. The husband is the initiator. And don't you throw around authority because your authority has no bona fide meaning unless you lay down your life for that wife. It has no meaning. It's it's superficial. Don't uh, say, ah, shut up. I hope she doesn't submit. (laughs) Hey, I've never met a woman yet that will not submit to a laid-down life that loves her like Calvary does. Never met one. Never met. That's why I dress the men more than I do the women. I've never met a woman in my life who didn't honor a laid-down life. Never met one. I'm sure they're out there. I just never met. So, for me to love my wife as Christ loved the church, this first of all, I read that, I hear that, but that has to be conceived. And how is it conceived? When I mix faith with it. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. When I mix faith with it, when I mix faith with it, and when I agree with God, and I let the Holy Spirit take over, then there is a conception. So Satan said, you've got to abort the promise in that guy. Abort the promise. I want there to be an abortion. And I want the promises to be devoured before they do anything. You recall and. In the coming revelation, in the future, in the twelfth chapter, in verses three through five, that the woman was about to give birth, and Satan said, "I will devour her." He's always devouring something before it gives birth. So I, I am, I am going to be up here uh, and encouraging your faith to believe in God for everything. For every single thing that's impossible to you, it's possible for God. What's impossible for men is possible for God in Matthew 19.26. Not a single thing is impossible. It is very second with God in Luke one thirty seven. And when the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, uh, I mix faith with it. I am not a conditional listener. I am not conditioned by my circumstances. I am not conditioned by my feelings. I am not conditioned by the heat. I'm not conditioned by my schedule. I'm not conditioned by the atmosphere. I'm not conditioned by problems in my life because God's going to settle them. I'm not conditioned by anything that happened in the car on the way to church. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not conditioned by anything. By any relationship. And then I hear the word of God. And the word of God, as I mix faith and what I'm listening to, is conceived. And then it develops. And then it is formed. And then it gives a birth to supernatural living. That's right. Clap and give God a hand. Some of you that have had people come to your house can contribute in their destiny. You, you may, Those that have had that privilege, you may make a difference in a couple's destiny. Say. Now, what does Satan want? An abortion. He's the author of abortion. So he doesn't want you to get... He wants you to... Through the power of words to get talking about everything when you get out on that sidewalk and act like you haven't even been to church and yap and yap and yap and get in the car and take away. Like somebody stupid. Why? By the time you get out there, there's been an abortion. Satan has murdered what was inside of you. Killed it. Aborted it. I mean, he does it through simple Distractions. He aborts the Word of God in you by distractions. And therefore, He destroys faith fields. How many understand that? He destroys faith fields. All right, so I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want you to ask God. To help you, it's a shame that everybody that ever goes to the church isn't here this evening. After what they've been witnessing, it's a shame that they're not here. It's a shame. Because you've got to hear the Word of God to have conception. You will agree with that. I mean, you've got to hear the Word of God in order to conceive something. You've got to hear it. In order to have faith, you've got to hear it. And you just tell God that you're going to nurture some of the things that you've been taught by your faith. And you're going to have those things formed in you.
0: Thank you for tuning in. If you can, don't forget to send a tax-deductible gift to us. Your generous donation made to our program promotes this broadcast and ones like it going out on the internet and broadcast on local stations throughout the United States. So please prayerfully consider what you can give. Find out how to give your donation at www.gracianpublic.com.
1: Nature versus nurture, our genetics versus our environment, it was a long-discussed issue. The term itself was coined by Francis Galton. We would say that it's a combination of both of these things. We would say that our genetics, we inherit properties clearly from our, our mother, our father, our ancestors. These things are passed down. But also, we're very much affected by our environment and what happens in our early childhood in those formative years. But as you can tell by that clip, we're not talking necessarily about the natural development though we do know that God is that natural development, there's a mirror there of the spiritual. And, it's, and all of these things are given to us as teaching tools, with, of course, the Word of God being the main place where we're going to derive objective truth. And then we see many examples in nature and science, real, true science, amplifies the Word of God, amplifies the truth that we know spiritually and lines up with those things which we know to be true through the Word of God. And science may develop theories, and those theories may be tested and then proven later on to have been false or, or incorrect in certain aspects. But the Word of God we know is forever settled in heaven, and this is the, our basis of truth. And when the Word of God is settled in our minds then scientific discovery becomes this amazing symmetry where God will reveal things to us about who we are and how men and women operate in the world naturally, and yet also use that as examples of the truth of the Word of God. So, in 1 Peter 1.23, We're born again not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. That we have a rebirth. That we are new creatures in Christ. In 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Something happens at the moment of our salvation. We are given a new identity. And it's it, yes, the slate is clean of our sins because all sin has been paid for on the cross. It's been blotted out by the blood of Jesus Christ. We've been given a clean slate, but we've also been given a new identity. We've been given new wineskins so that we'll be able to hold the wine of God's presence, God's spirit, God's truth without it bursting. So many things happen because of the new birth. We're born again spiritually. John 3, 7 and 1 Peter 1, 23. This new person is righteous. In 1 Corinthians 1.30, this new person that we are is complete in Christ in Colossians 2.10. We're perfected forever in Hebrews 10.14. This new person can be quickened by the life of God. Romans 8.11, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead and dwells our mortal bodies because of this new birth in Ephesians 2.1 and Colossians 2.13. We're born of the spirit of God. In John 3, six, it's amazing when we delve into this new birth and we see the complexity of it, the, that, that God has given us great information about describing the boundaries of the new birth and the dynamic of how this new person that we are in Christ operates in God's kingdom by his spirit. We're indwelled by the Holy Spirit in John 7.39, Romans 5.5. 5. This new person is in Christ in John 14:20. This new person is near, we are near. We've been made near to God by the blood of Jesus Christ in Ephesians 2:13. This new person doesn't abide in darkness but, uh, but lives in the light in John 12:46. This new person will never die <laughs> in John 11:26 amazing the new person that we are can't sin doesn't have a desire to do it and yet we live with this duality of nature yet this nature is who we are it's who god sees us it's this new identity we were jacob but we're now israel we were simon but we're now peter sometimes we live like simon peter double-minded But even though we live that way at times, God always will see us after the new person that he's made us to be in his son, Jesus Christ, members in particular of a body of believers that are spread all around the world, that have a history of believers that have gone before that they are a part of us. We are a part of them, though they've gone yet before us into heaven in a mystical union. We are united with Christ. Together and yet individually we are united with him. And because we have this new nature, we have this genetic, spiritual genetics, we function as a new person. That gives us the ability. That gives us just like we develop Abilities from our parents and our ancestors. We have certain things that they have. Our ancestors were musical. We, we can be musical. Or maybe a brother and sister is and We're not. But yet still, that's in the genetic code. Certain talents, certain skills, certain attributes. These same certain talents, skills, and attributes have been given to us by nature of the birth that we had at the moment that we believed in Jesus as our Savior.
0: We'd love to hear from you, so please go to our website and contact us. The web address is www.graceinpublic.com
1: You know, you can trust God today. You can be reborn, be given a new nature, a new nature that God will give to you and never take away. He'll take you out of your old identity and place you into a brand new one, one that will have fellowship with him, a new person that will be united with him. Even when you fail, even if things don't, even if you make bad decisions, um, you'll have the ability to be quickened and led by the Spirit of God and to live with God. And God will see you through what God will begin and then in new birth he will finish He promises to do it. Will you invest your trust in Jesus Christ today? His death, his burial, his resurrection 2,000 years ago was for you. He had you in mind because you would be lost without him. And if you don't have him today, you are lost without him. Mix faith with the word of God. Let that incorruptible seed conceive in you a new birth by believing. Pray a prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me. Cleanse me. I want a new life with you. I want a new life with you. I believe that what you've done, I, I invest my trust in you, asking you to put your righteousness on my account solely because of what you've done not having anything to do with me the worst of us can be saved and I believe that right now and I'm asking, come into my life cleanse me take me into your kingdom I am yours if you prayed that prayer then today you have a new nature you have a new nature in Christ no one can take it away from you It is now who you are. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.